This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to the You Choose Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Please take a moment, pause this podcast right now, and share it with someone you think would find this podcast interesting. We would really appreciate it. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com. That's the letter U, choosepodcast.com, and find the different ways that you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And without further ado, let's get into the adventure you choose. We're finally back. <laughs> you thought we were canceled, didn't you? I know. But, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But never fear. You Choose Podcast is here. We are here. Uh, fun fact, for anyone looking and paying attention, I got braces. Oh, yeah, that's right. Look at that. Isn't that nice? Look at that. Ooh. He's, he's all ready to go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it is the 80s. You have braces. It is the 1980s all over again. I just showed up late. Yeah, that's right. Only 35 years late, but that's okay. This is the You Choose podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you for checking us out. What we do is we go through these old 80s books, and when we get to Decision Point, you just chime into the chat on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and let us know where you want us to go, and that's where we go. We usually do two books, so we do the same book twice. When you read these books when you were younger, you always went through them multiple times and had a different different story. You know, when you died by just, you know, le leaning over to smell the roses and a lawnmower came by and took your head off. I don't want to go out like that. That's not how I wanted to end. You know, the upside to these books. Didn't that know? happen to your neighbor down the street? I mean, in the 80s, kids kids were, you know, dying right. There's no safety mechanisms or warning warning labels or anything. No. I mean, the running joke was my mom would say, go ahead and do something silly. I'll make another one just like you. Exactly. <laughs> like, cool. Thanks. Yeah. You didn't need warning labels because that's okay. We'll just clone you. It's no big deal. You were utterly replaceable in the 80s. That was something that we knew. As kids, we knew it. We felt it in our core. We're like, I think my parents barely tolerate me. That's why they want me to get a job when I'm nine. Oh, Lord. You remember? It's like, hey, yeah child support when you were like 12 years old you're like oh man i got bills i gotta pay i'm i'm in a nursing home by 19 jesse is not wrong he's like <laughs> a lot of nine-year-old deaths in the 80s didn't even make the news they're like ah yeah uh, another one yeah ran over by a lawnmower it's okay i hired some eight-year-old to clean my chimney like oh good what year is that 1986 <laughs> Or he got got nuked going to going to Blockbuster to get a video in 1987. You oh know? man, he got nuked oh, all the time. Well, and we're all we're all so old. Blockbuster, if you remember, it came out like in the late 80s. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. So pre Blockbuster, we're walking down to the you know neighborhood or even a small town video rental place yeah. that maybe you know Frank's Rentals and <laughs> you know farm equipment, you know. Yeah, those mo mom and pop video stores. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, ours was Video Kingdom. Video Kingdom. Yeah, it was a kingdom. It wasn't just a just a castle. It wasn't it was a, a village. Yeah, yeah, it, it was wasn't kingdom. a village. It wasn't like Video Hamlet. We had uh, as a kid, uh, Mercury Street Video was. The oh, name. okay, nice. Not a bad. Yep. Yeah, and we no. and the guy would. It was so funny. He was sitting on a business model he didn't even realize. If you rented two movies, he'd give you a video game rental for free. Ooh, nice. So you, you could pick a Nintendo game to take home if you rented two movies. Oh, like, just charge for man. It was great. That's your oh, whole yeah. weekend is just set. You don't have to do oh, anything. Dude. Yeah, I will give. Yeah, that was some fun time, especially like, you know, whatever, around that time frame. I'd say like, yeah, mid 80, 84, 85. 85, okay. You know, we'd come home with, come home with a couple of rentals and a video game. Oh, man. See? Good times. That's awesome. That's just for a nine-year-old or eight-year-old or whatever. That was just that was a dream weekend. Oh yeah, and you crack open your secret or the lost jewels of new booty. <laughs> You're good for two weekends. Oh yeah, several. So well, we better get started. So this is the second yeah. time going through this one, and so yep. we'll uh, when we get to the first decision, we'll we'll tell you what we did last time, and we'll do the opposite so that we get a different story, and then. The second choice, chime in and let us know what we need to do. So, all right. Lost Heck Jewels yeah. of Nabooty. 
Now, so. on the cover, are those people, are those tiny people that are stuck in that dude's hair? Yes, yes, that's us running okay, through some good. dude's hair. Good. That's what I thought was happening in that one. Yeah. And we're falling down in a crevice, and then the, the turtleneck. This is just classic Choose Your Own Adventure. You always had a turtleneck. And then there's like a guy the size of a He-Man figure pointing a gun at a normal-sized kid, smiling. With, with his uh, winged hair and turtleneck. Turtleneck, yeah. So I was going to ask you, what, what kind of hair is that? That's the winged, the, the middle split the, there or whatever. I don't know what you call it. The, the wings feathered back for style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got my turtleneck and my my secret decoder ring. I'm ready to solve a crime. Dude, look at this scan of this book. This sucker is taped together. Oh, yeah, this is this is probably, what would you say, at least half your books at your school library is taped and just worn. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, old Jesse Kiefer was duct taping the spines of his books back together after folding them in half and reading them so much. Darn right. Yeah, this is withdrawn. Let's see. This was in a junior high school, a middle high school. Oh, Denver Public Schools. Denver Public. Yeah. Look ah, at that. Okay. <laughs> second, Do not remove this... date card from pocket penalty for loss of card. Ooh, they don't tell you what the penalty is. That's what, was, what was the penalty in 1983 or whatever. That's that that's going circling back around to Jesse's uh, nine year old death. Yeah. They just kill you. Oh, they just show up. <laughs> You're dead. So what's Conan the punishment? Conan the librarian. <laughs> yes. What's the punishment for a missed book? Death. <laughs> wow. Kind of a, remember, I'm sure these books are a little overdue. Ah, ah. <laughs> split in half if you haven't watched right. the uhf you do yourself a favor and watch it yeah. all right do you okay, want to start this so, one off or should i yeah go ahead and then I'll, I'll take the next page halfway through your summer vacation you get an urgent telegram from your cousins peter and lucy need your help finding the jewels of nabuti fly to boston at once bring passport danger be careful peter and lucy First of all, we're getting a telegram. Telegram, yes. Yeah. We're already <laughs> so, dating ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So that's why the words are so broken up. You're not paying for words that oh, you don't need to pay for. That's right. It's per letter or something, wasn't it? Or oh, yeah. And telegrams, yeah. you're paying per per letter. That's uh, not to keep stealing from movies, but uh, from Three Amigos, he's like, let me give you the three peso version. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. The, oh, man. You're leaving out all those words you don't need, uh, hence the broken language. But I also love this, too. It's like you're halfway through your summer vacation, which implies we're still in school. Ah, uh, yes. We're nine. We're nine, nine. years old. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, of course, we get a telegram that says, we got to go find some lost jewels. You're like, of yeah. course. Oh, of course. In yeah. my nine-year-old life. Let's see. This is a Tuesday. Okay, yeah. I think it's jewel-finding day. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's in my calendar. <laughs> It's lost jewels of Nabuti o'clock. After reading the telegram several times, because, you know, it's short, you are still puzzled. You remember the jewels. Who could forget them? The two diamonds shone like the sun's reflection off a glacier, and the two rubies were like the eyes of a jungle creature at night. Peter's father had bought them from a shopkeeper in Morocco many years ago. The shopkeeper had been nervous about the sale, but also anxious to get rid of the jewels. Hashtag anxious to get rid of the jewels. <laughs> Two days later, Peter's father had returned to the shop to ask more about the jewels, only to find the shop closed. Ooh. A small sign on the door announced the sad and unfortunate death of the shopkeeper, Mr. Abdul Sayad. That same day, he received a letter at his hotel demanding the return of the jewels. Hashtag return the jewels. The letter warned him that his life was in danger if he did not return them. Obviously, he ignored the letter, but he always hinted about the strange and mysterious powers the stones held. Peter and Lucy tell you the jewels are lost. What can you do to help your cousins find them? You pack your bags and leave your house in New Orleans and fly to Boston. We're a southern boy. We're traveling. We got our frequent flyer miles. Exactly. We're <laughs> you spit out the crawfish you're eating. <laughs> Get on. Hop in a plane. Yay. You glance over your shoulder nervously, searching for followers. Peter and Lucy meet you at the airport. Peter says, there isn't much time if you agree to help. Take the next plane to Paris tomorrow afternoon. From Paris, you'll fly to Morocco. You'll have to hurry. 
But Peter, you complain, I don't understand what this is all about. You will when you read this letter. Here. The jewels of Nabuti are four keys to the hidden wisdom and wealth of a secret African tribe. Those who have the jewels either enjoy health and fame, or they suffer agony beyond belief. That's the last kind of agony that we want to suffer. Beyond belief. <laughs> beyond belief. The current owners of the jewels must guard against their being lost or stolen. They must wait to hand them over to the appointed messengers of Nabuti. Loss of the jewels could mean death. Death. Capital letters. Could mean. It It, it does say could. It doesn't could. say okay. will. Yeah, that's true. Know. That's true. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. You are puzzled by the letter. Peter and Lucy try to reassure you. But the truth is that their lives have been threatened if they should continue to search for the jewels. They have asked you to search for the jewels because you are unknown to the thieves. Thanks, cousins. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Just dragging me into your mess. You will be relatively safe. <laughs> relatively. Rel yeah. As I'm safe like, as could mean death. Relatively safe. You know, we're not we're not committing <laughs> here. I mean, sort of maybe well. might die. <laughs> Uh, as anyone can be on the trail of the jewels of Nabuti. If you agree to go on tomorrow's plane for Paris, turn to page four. If you demand more time, information, and extra help, turn to page seven. If I okay. remember, we demanded more time last yes. time. Yes, page seven okay. last time. So yeah. that means page four. Waiting for time. chumps in this world. That's <laughs> right. Let's, let's go to page four. Let me make sure. Whoops. Done that. They're clearly Goodness. following my game plan of life. It's like yeah. I could think this through, or you notice we didn't say, "Hey, let me go ask my mom or dad if I can get on a plane and go to Paris," or "Let me check and see if my passport's up to date." It's just, eh, you just go. You're like, you know, I don't want to doubt my natural given skills and talents, but I am nine, so I am, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to uh, defer. <laughs> I'm already. I nine. should probably check. I mean, you know. I do have a bedtime still. I should probably check in with my parents. Yeah, I, I still get. I can still violate truancy laws if I miss school, but you know. <laughs> hey, let's go across the world, look for jewels, and we might die. You know, listen, it's okay. Listen, I can't be worried about truancy if I'm dead. So let's yeah. just do. Let's just do this. All right. So let's let's hop on a plane. Fasten your seatbelts. Put your seat back in the upright position. Extinguish all smoking materials. Flight 231 for Paris is now ready for takeoff. Oh, man. Put out your <laughs> nine-year-old cigarette. Oh, what was <laughs> I thinking? You're like, oh, darn it. I was just, <laughs> just I'm going to quit next week. I'm going to quit next week. I promise. Although, truthfully said, anyone watching this who grew up in the 80s and 90s, we we suffered so much secondhand smoke, we may as well have been smokers ourselves. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. Don't you love it? Hey, the first, what, four seats, you can smoke all you want. It's okay. Okay. Oh yeah, and yeah. then everybody, you know, and then it's just it's there's no division, there's no wall, there's no, no. nothing. It's just, eh, you know, you're over there. Smoke, smoke knows how to stop where the sign says no smoking. The sign just like the smoke just stops right there. Just stops like, it. Oh. That'd be awesome <laughs> if somebody so funny digitally did that. Where like it just hits this invisible wall. <laughs> That'd yeah. be great. It says no smoking. The smoke it says, knows. Yeah, it knows. All right. The steward explains about the emergency procedures, but you listen with only half an ear. Then Ooh. there's a roar of the jet engines as the plane rushes down the runway and leaps into the air. Turning away from the small plane window, you notice the person sitting next to you is doodling on a pad. Long, narrow fingers grasp the gold pin tightly. They are, they are a bloodless white. What is creepier still is that they have no nails. You sneak a close look at his face and see eyes that reflect no light, a thin mouth showing no lines at the corners, a closely shaven jaw, a mustache. Uh-oh, Eddie. Oh, a there mustache. it is. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. doesn't matter that he doesn't have fingernails or that his, nope. his eyes don't reflect light. It's the mustache. He's still good. Nope, it's the mustache. The minute yeah. a mustache is involved, you got to run. A mustache hides a scar that runs from the nostril to the corner of his mouth. You look down see? and see, yeah, see. <laughs> you look <laughs> down and see that the scribbles on the pin are diamond-shaped. They seem to spell out the word Nabuti. A shiver oh. of fear races through you. This cannot be a coincidence. The person next to you certainly knows who you are. He must be looking for the missing jewels. 
go to page six. Here we go. Here's and that the guy. illustration. We're sitting next to Shaggy Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look at that. Look at that nose. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Man. And it's then like, the guy uh, across from the aisle is just sleeping with his mouth open. That's great. Yeah, he's playing the game. Is that guy asleep or dead? We don't, <laughs> we don't know. Yes. <laughs> Look at him. Fatigue yeah. overcomes your fear and you fall into a troubled sleep. When you waken, you are over the English Channel descending toward Paris. Would you care to share a taxi into Paris, my friend? It is the man next to you. You start at his words as though a knife were tickling the back of your neck. Why, I, I don't know. Where are you going? It is a pretty lame way to delay your answer, but you need to do some fast thinking. The stranger fixes you with an eerie stare and says, we're searching for the same thing. I need Ooh. your help, and you need mine. All right, here we go. Here we go. If you accept the offer, his offer for the cab ride, turn to page 10. If you make excuses and refuse his, refuse his help, turn to page 11. So do we here accept we go, the cab ride? Or do we find an excuse? Yeah, okay, we do have our, our turtleneck on. Okay. Just I mean, sure. you know, half the battle. You know those that sweater's tucked into his jeans, too. Oh, yeah, and we got a jacket on, too, like a suit jacket. What a combination. Oh, yeah. Turtleneck and a suit jacket. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we can dress pretty smartly. We just got to, you know... Not die. <laughs> Not die. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Let us know in the chat if we take his offer for the cab ride or do we make an excuse and try to get out of this? And you know, and uh, we can we, we can take this moment as the, uh, the votes come in here to put it out to listeners also. Uh, if you're listening to this show live or you end up listening to it later on. Last year... Like uh, you had pointed out, Lee, we read the one and only Christmas Choose Your Own Adventure story. Yes. And so we can do that again this year, if you'd like, or we could just do a whole new uh, Choose Your Own Adventure holiday. So we want to put that out to you listeners. Yeah. Let us know what you would like us to read over the uh, Christmas holiday for our holiday special. <laughs> Jesse, that's the inspector from the Pink Panther cartoon. I think he's right. It does. <laughs> it does look like it. Isn't that, isn't that uh, Inspector Clouseau? Isn't that who that guy is? Oh, yeah. I think it's yeah. Clouseau. You're he's right. Atlas Clouseau. And then we've got Take a Cab. Probably one vote going for... to be taking a cab. We'll give it just a few more, whoops, give it a few few more, more seconds, seconds here. here. We can have the clock ticking away here, and we'll... Uh, Take that here in a few seconds, unless somebody else chimes in and let us know if we come up with a strange excuse or, or what. I don't know what we'd tell him, but I like how, again, a complete stranger wants a nine-year-old to help out to find a treasure. I mean... Nothing weird here. Yeah, nothing odd going on this way. We All expected right. more from children in the 80s. Yeah, we did. We really did. All right, so that's page 10, Eddie. So I think that's you. All right, here we go. A row of taxis meet you at the entrance to the airport. You and your strange companion jump in one and roar off to the center of Paris. The ride is fast and dangerous, just like <laughs> Paris. Paris. Your driver doesn't seem to think that there are any rules to the road, because there's not. This not. is Paris, <laughs> This <France>. is Paris. <laughs> there are no rules. It's a lawless. <laughs> then you are standing on the sidewalk in front of a small cafe. Your companion motions to a waiter in the cafe. One moment, all is ready. The waiter scurries away only to... I tried to do a French accent, but uh, these braces are just going to fight that. The <laughs> waiter scurries away. <laughs> they don't. They put braces on, I lose all my accents. Uh, the water scurries away only to return... The wait, water. Waiter. Only to return a minute later with two glasses and a note asking you to meet a man named... Malotawa at the table in the back of the restaurant. He is our contact here in Paris. Listen to what he says, but be careful. Watch the doors and windows. Our enemies are about. If you take a seat on the left near the door, turn to page 15. If you sit with your back to the wall, mm, mm. turn to page 16. Okay. And Jesse sneaking a pun in there. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Oh, Jesse. Gotta love it, though. 
Frenchy French name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Malatoa. 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 So take a seat on the left near the door or sit with your back to the wall. What do we do? We can have some safety with our back towards the wall. But if you yes. take it left near the door, you can get out real quick, I suppose, is the theory behind That's that. That's true, too. Yeah, yeah. This is where my choose-your-own-adventure sense starts to tingle a little bit. Yeah, I won't lie. yeah, you can tell something might happen here real quick. And we might get a knife in the back or shot or our our head held underwater. Who knows? I mean, it's the 80s ooh, again. Ooh. <laughs> our head held underwater. They don't hold back on some of these like no. deaths though. Yeah, they're, they're remember like, one nope. of them we were like riddled with bullets, literally yeah. shot down by a machine yeah. gun. Oh yeah. No, they didn't hold back. No. That's the part that gets me the most. Like even stories now, they would pause and be like, Is this appropriate for the age range that we're writing this for? And back then they're just like, Nope, knifed in the back fifty times. Like, yeah. like ooh. Yeah. There's no ooh. no uh, uh scratching the record and like, oh whoops, maybe we shouldn't do that. Here, here we go. I got Exactly. Like, wait, maybe we no, shouldn't no, do no. that. <laughs> no, no, we're good. All right, so, so we got a vote to for the wall. No knives in my back. No knives in my back. I don't have any more room for knives in my back. Put too like, many. Like, put, put, uh, like, there's some space over here behind my left shoulder. <laughs> that's what. That's what exactly. There's no more space. Uh, like I think there's some down the lower back area. I think I got one more spot there for you. <laughs> there's a spot you can slip a knife right in there, guys. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I thought this was acupuncture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, if they can read, they're ready to do taxes. <laughs> yes. Like okay. We have a whole new revenue source in t under ten year olds. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's page 16. Right. That would be me then. Back to the wall. You remember reading somewhere that it's safest if you sit with your... So why is an eight-year-old, nine-year-old reading about safe places to sit when you're... Once again, different again. time. <laughs> okay. It was a different time, kids. Wow. You remember reading somewhere that it is safest if you sit with your back to the wall. That way, no yeah. one can sneak up behind you. The waiter hovers over your table for a minute, taking your order. Then Malatawa appears, at least you assume that is Malatawa, and takes a seat next to you. He's a handsome man of about 25 years of age. There are tribal scars, two rows of three lines each on his cheek. The multicolored African shirt fits loosely over his frame. Thank you for agreeing to meet with me. It is good that you came. Perhaps we can recover the lost jewels with each other's help. You nod in general agreement. But who exactly are you? Malawatawi looks at you for a moment and then says, I am a prince of the ancient Nabuti tribe. We ruled a large region of Africa for many years before Africa was taken by European countries. We were fair and just. The jewels are a powerful symbol of our leadership. They have magical powers. They can confuse the evildoers and stop the bad. We must have them back to continue our work. If you wish, you can meet my father, the king. He is in Paris. Or you can go now to the Ivory Coast where my people are. All right, another decision. If you want to meet Molotawa's father, turn to page, eight, page eight, uh, 28. If you decide to go to the Ivory Coast, turn to page 26. So meet his father or Ivory Coast. Ooh. Let us know in the chat what you want us to do. All right. Again, it's just so awesome. <laughs> All so the French. things that were <laughs> so French. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's so French. I don't know. But yeah, we know how to sit, uh, where to sit strategically. We're meeting with a prince, and then we might be going to the African coast, Ivory Coast. Crazy. Number nine. Papa Molo vote for <laughs> Ghosty the Father. Oh, okay. So we'll give it another few seconds here, but uh, we'll see if we got some. Ooh, nice. There we go. <laughs> There's our time. All right. So it's Father's Day, I guess. So that's page 28. Page 28. And here we go. This is why you're. 
Choose your own adventures force was tingling, kids. Yeah, yes. Unfortunately, you never meet with Moloto Molotowa's father. While taking the metro subway for you dummies out there. <laughs> for you Yankees. <laughs> across Paris, a terrorist bomb explodes in the underground tunnel. It's all over for you and Molotowa. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> The end. Oh man, I like it. It's just Dead. too bad. Aww. We just died by a terrorist bomb. And this is just the like... kind of writing. <laughs> this is like, oh, too bad. Okay. Anyway. Yo, uh, yo, got you know that the whole tree. If you ever look at a choose an adventure book, how they do it, they kind of like do it on a dry erase board with like trees, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> they have the tree of this whole story laid out. They're like, yo, I need a death on page 28. Yeah. How to blow up by a terrorist bomb. <laughs> bomb. Should we do stabbing or bomb? <laughs> we did stabbing the last book. Let's just do a terrorist bomb. Poison or like push that. out window. <laughs> Which one should it be? I love Jesse. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Let's see. Uh, Man, the... we didn't become a shark at all in this one. That's a great one. That's a great one. That's a Rankin Bass one, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's not the picture. Okay. Yeah, it does have a picture, but yeah, I like how it's just too bad. Oh, you know. Too bad. What, but we're a shark. You know, they should put that at the end. <laughs> that would be great. Instead of you are a shark book where you turn into a shark, they have this one where you actually turn into a shark. Like you wake up from your shark dream that you were a kid looking for not lost jewels <laughs> in the booty. Yes. This game stinks. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Well, that's okay. Hey. Uh, we we died, but we got another easy. one here. Another so, book, guys. Don't run away. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. This one is not Choose Your Own Adventure, but on this show, we do Choose Your Own Adventure adjacent. So this is the yes, reader do. beware, you choose the scare <laughs> by R.L. Stein, uh, none other. Than the Goosebumps author. So now, the, full disclosure: we planned on doing this a little earlier, uh, closing closer to Halloween. But and we're still we're still good to get scared. <laughs> exactly, we're always going to get scared. But with that being the case, we have a great story this time around: Night in Werewolf Woods. Yes. And we would be remiss if we weren't talking about the '80s and all this great stuff, and mentioning werewolves, and we didn't share with you this wonderful clip. Dad, an explanation. Look at me. Look at you. It's not as bad as it looks. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Dad. You mean you knew about this? You knew about this and you didn't tell me? I was hoping I wouldn't have to. Sometimes it skips a generation. I was hoping it would pass you by. Well, Dad, it didn't pass me by. It landed on my face. What the hell am I going to do? <laughs> Michael J. Fox What what the heck are we going to do? We're going to read a werewolf story We're going to read a werewolf story Great movie If anyone's not seen that The uh, the great and wonderful Teen Wolf Which, fun trivia fact Part of that movie Was filmed In the town that Mr. Jesse Kiefer Is uh, currently living in What? Really? Yeah, dude Oh, yeah. Like one third of uh, Teen Wolf was filmed in Fremont, Nebraska. No way. I didn't know that. This way. Yeah. It was, it was probably Absolutely. filmed in Jesse Kiefer's house and didn't even know it or something. Uh, it probably it wasn't filmed far from there. It was like one of the main strips with some of the like more historic houses. I forget the connection. I don't know how it happened, but there are some uh, several shots in the movie that were done in Fremont, Nebraska. So did Michael J. Fox come there, or was this just outdoor yeah. scenes? I think or... no, they were they were outdoor scenes where he was walking on the sidewalk. He was legit in Fremont. Wow, I did not know. In that. fact, the head the head coach that he talks to in the movie, uh-huh. if you look around his office, he's got Husker stuff everywhere. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Give it a second watch. Watch Teen Wolf and look around. You'll see Nebraska Cornhusker stuff in the football coach's office. Jesse could have been an extra in Teen Wolf. 
That'd have been he would awesome. have been like six, but yeah, yeah, that would have been amazing. <laughs> like when they're playing the basketball game, well, they probably didn't film that in Fremont, but they, like I said, from my understanding, was several outside shots and like some of the downtown, like old downtown stuff they filmed in Fremont. Okay, oh, awesome, cool. Well, fun fact. Look at that. Check it out. All right, so this is, like I said, Night in Werewolf Woods. It's the book. This is again. This has like this scribbles was on the front. This is Idaho, was it? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. Yeah, Perrin schools. Yeah, all beat up, Par- of course. <laughs> Twin Falls, Idaho. Huh. Okay. Printed There's... in. Let's see the date here. I think this was the early '90s. Yeah, '96. '96. So okay. This is late '90s on this one. So this isn't the '80s. So we wouldn't. We would. Not be working full time till at least thirteen, probably at maybe least 14. thirteen years old. Yeah, maybe yeah, fourteen totally. even. And uh, we probably would have to ask permission to to go to Paris. Oh yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't just right. be just going to Paris. Yeah, you can't just do that. So, all right, uh, let's see. Did you start last time or did I on the? Last I did. Book? I did. Okay, so I'll start on this one. <laughs> this is funny. Nerd alert! Nerd alert! We interrupt Ooh, your everything perfect... you ever heard. <laughs> I know. We interrupt your perfect summer vacation. See, we're still on summer vacation. That's wow. amazing. At Deep Woods Lake to bring you the special nerd news. Your parents Ooh. have invited their best friends, Mr. and Mrs. Morris, and their super nerd son, Todd, to share yeah. the cabin with your family this year. You can't believe Hashtag it. Hashtag don't be a Todd, though. Remember? Don't be a Todd. Yeah. Oh, man. So we got a, the annoying friend that's coming. This is checking yes. the boxes for uh, for Chicho and Adventure. Your worst nerd mare. Oh, man. Hashtag nerd mare has come nerd true. <laughs> nerd mare. Ooh, nerd mare. Wow, there's a nerd a lot. Wow. Oh, the puns. This can't be happening to me, you say aloud, as your family minivan pulls up to Woods World. You've already spotted the Morris's car. It's parked beneath a string of colored lanterns hanging over the entrance to Woods World. Woods World is in the cabin community that your family has vacationed at every summer since you were a baby. Then you spot Todd. He's gawky, stringy-haired, and wears thick black-rimmed glasses. Hey, hey, what do you say, Todd calls to you, his big hand whirling birds out of the car window in a nerdy wave. Be nice, your mom cautions. Yes, maybe Todd is different now, says your dad. Oh, he's different, all right, you moan, from everyone else in the whole planet. Page two. Your minivan and the Morris's car both roll up the gravel drive next to Evergreen Cabin. You gaze around. Nothing has changed since the last summer. The woods behind your cabin are still dark and deep. The sparkling blue lake in front of the cabin is as smooth as glass. A narrow, sandy beach stretches into the easy curve around the shoreline of the lake. The sun is almost set, leaving behind a fiery pink-orange glow in the sky. There's enough daylight left for you to notice a note taped to the screen door of your cabin. Cool, you cry. You jump out of the car. That must be a note from my friends, you tell your parents. You sprint across the lawn and up the porch steps. You pull the note off the cabin door. To read what the note says, turn to page three. You unfold the note and you read it out loud. Kids only campfire tonight, 8 p.m. at the beach. Wonderful, your mom cries as she hurries up behind you. It's only 7 o'clock now. You can help unload the car and then go. This will be a perfect opportunity for the other Woods World kids to meet Todd. And a perfect opportunity for them to think I'm a nerd. You nerd too. Oh no, because the I'm worst. With him. Yes. Oh. You mutter, but no one hears you. Your parents and Mr. and Mrs. Morris have gone inside the cabin. You watch Todd unload his stuff from the car, and as he pulls out a red tin box, three very large red-haired boys bike up to your driveway. They're the Murphy brothers, Jess, Buck, and Sharky. <laughs> oh, man. He's a shark. Uh, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We Welcome to Woods World, Nerdo, the oldest brother, Sharky, taunts Todd. Man, these kids are brutal. <laughs> And you wondered why it was so bad being a nerd. Even in the 90s, it was hard. Wow. 
Sharky's 15. He looks as if he's been lifting weights since he was two years old. Last summer, a kid told you that Sharky got his nickname because getting into a fight with Sharky is like trying to survive a shark attack. Well, we've never been a shark, so I guess yeah, <laughs> we can always dream. <laughs> I guess if we can't be a shark, get attacked by a shark is the second best thing. Exactly. <laughs> I got bit by a shark. Maybe I'll get shark powers. Yeah. If you're listening to this later and you're wondering why all the shark jokes, we did a episode, two episodes with called "You Are Shark." Check in the yep. check in the check show notes. Link to the old episodes are there. You can you can check it out. So that's where it's coming from. Super I, fun. I see you brought us a present. Sharky says to Todd. He grabs the tin box and tosses it to his youngest brother Jess. Hey, Todd shouts. That's my pewter figure collection. Bring that box back. Ooh. Tears form in his eyes as the Murphy brothers pedal away, taking the box with them. Turn to page 12. Man, is this bully? The You are a bully. <laughs> you are a bully. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're a bully named Shark. Sharky. <laughs> you try to pretend that you don't see Todd crying, but this kid is not a quiet sniffler. <laughs> He's a loud sobber. Oh man, man! Our empathy are... is not alive. Oh in this man, book. gosh. Okay, boohoo, boohoo! Todd cries. Tears spurt out of his eyes like a water main breaking <laughs> in the middle of Main Street. All right, all right. You finally say, "I'll go to the campfire and get your precious pewter collection back." I'm coming this too. Called, Todd says this book is just called "You Are a Dick." <laughs> <laughs> to, to put it mildly, wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, not even you are a shark. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's great. Bent, oh, the, bent the you choose rules a bit there, keeping it family friendly. Family but friendly. still, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll beep it out later. <laughs> a little PG. A little PG for everybody. <laughs> I'm coming too, Todd says, as he wipes his nose on his sleeve. Gross. You glance over at the porch. The parents are so busy talking, they don't notice that Todd's tears are flooding the place you notice though now you have to decide if you're going to bring todd to the campfire or leave him to cry at the cabin dude i t i don't i stick by my alternate title for this book and look at jesse why can't you be a quiet sniffler? sniffler i know i mean they just they paint oh. us in the worst light we are wow Did we get killed because i'm hoping for it now like well, <laughs> i hope you die anyway, anyway if you decide to <laughs> Here's our choices. If you decide to ditch Todd and go to the campfire alone, alone, turn to page nine. If you decide to drag Todd with you to the campfire, turn to page six. Wow. All right. We're wow. like the meanest. Usually it's, well, you know, in most books, we are kind of an entitled jerk. But right. this is not quite the same. This is, wow, no. a, a new level. I mean, Instead of being like annoyingly noble, now we're just like like snotty like little punks. Like it's a little bit it's going the other way, I guess. We want to be the prom queen or prom king and we're <laughs> Mr. Popular. <laughs> making fun there of are the no kid. good choices here. No. This is why this is like life, Jesse. This book is like life. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We're just kind of ugh. <laughs> Ooh, I feel yeah. bad about all of my choices. Welcome to yeah. being an adult. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I hate all, all right. of my choices. Jesse says, take the nerd with us. So we're going to take take Todd with us. And go get his pewter hey, sound. Nerd, you're coming with me, nerd. Nerdy nerd. Nerderston McNerd. They, they have said nerd. Oh. We need to set up a nerd counter. Can we do that? Do we have like a counter? Oh yeah, we need to put like a nerd mayor. Let's see. We we had like nerd nerd mayor for nightmare and uh yeah, it has to be double digits by now. So right. <laughs> All right, so page six. Take Todd with us. Uh just can't believe this. <laughs> wow, we're so nice. So funny. All right, Eddie. All right. I have a tally counter. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay, you got one up. Okay. So I literally on have one up now. Okay. Okay. We're gonna count we're gonna count all the nerd counts. Okay. We'll count all see right. how many we get up to at this point. Yeah. From this point Let's forward. Say, can there I, we go. Can I present another screen? Um, all right, here we go. So page six. 
that we went to here? Yes, page six. You can't help feeling sorry for Todd. God dang my empathy. I try to kill it every day. Now, now all of a sudden <laughs> we feel sorry for him. Now I feel bad. Okay. You decide to take him to the campfire. Maybe if those Murphy brothers see you crying, they'll feel sorry for you too, He tells you tell Todd. Ah, there it what? is. What? There's the monster within. <laughs> what? What? What kind Man. Kind of jerk? What, how, how is that going to help? I, man, they are I'll... the meanest. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Dude. They are the meanest <laughs> boys I've ever met, Todd Wales. I don't know, Todd. The guy you're with is pretty. We're pretty <laughs> bad, too. Yeah, I think, I think the guy we're with is worse. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty bad, too, Todd. He takes a package of tissues out of his shorts pocket and blows his nose. Loud! What a loud <sighs> nerd he is. Ugh. <sighs> Gosh, Todd. Really, really, Todd, you say, you'll scare them off, honking more than they could ever scare you. <laughs> what? <Man. I'm>, they just, <laughs> oh, wow. Man. I, I just, just want my, oh, God. Twist the I knife. Feel, I want us to die. I just want my pewter collection back. It's my most precious possession. As soon as Todd says that, the faucets open again. He can't stop crying. I can't go to the campfire, he sobs. My sinuses are all clogged now. You'll have to face them alone, I guess. Alone, you repeat, cheering up immediately. Without you, Todd? I'm sorry, Todd weeps. I just don't feel like going to a party tonight. If you insist, you say happily, we are a jerk. We are the worst. We're the the worst. Page nine. You leave Todd to cry alone at the cabin. Look <laughs> at this starting, starting sentence. This is the meanest line. You leave Todd to cry alone at the cabin. You stay here. This is like how every romance novel starts, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. You leave Todd to cry alone in the cabin. Yeah. Dot, dot, yeah. dot. This is like. Not to be too dark, but this is funny. This is like Eddie's Eddie's divorce. Choose your own adventure. It's like you leave Eddie to cry alone at the Love cabin. The cabin. <laughs> you stay here and unpack your stuff. You say to Todd, I'll go to the campfire and get the box back for you. You hurry out the cabin door. You head for the usual campfire spot at the south end of the beach. A giant fire is already blazing when you arrive. You see your friend, Lauren Woods. Who doesn't know you're a monster? Yeah. Her parents own Woods World. She and the regular crowd of Woods World kids are sitting around the fire listening to Sharky Murphy tell a creepy story. Remember the legend of the werewolves, Sharky is saying mysteriously. At first, you may think you are talking to a friend. Then they make fun of you for having emotions. (laughs) Yeah. You should have a heart of stone like us. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Then when you then when the full moon comes out from behind a cloud, you'll see hair begin to grow on your friend's face. Then they become Jesse Kiefer with a fabulous beard. <laughs> Fangs take the place of teeth. A voice that once was human turns into a beastly howl. Sharky pauses and lowers his voice to a whisper. Look, he says, the full moon is out tonight. This is a perfect night for the werewolves of Woods World to appear. No one is safe here. Not now. Not ever. Ever. Dun, dun, dun. Go to page 28. See, this is, they're doing the trick. They're making you hop all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these the illusion later of ones they do. The illusion of choice. Page 28. Shark, Sharky laughs an evil laugh. <laughs> As he finishes his story, the kids sitting around the campfire study each other's faces, searching for hair or maybe fangs. Who do we kill first? The kids say. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. The As most evil, cover evil the... person here. Oh, it's wait, that's Todd. Me. <laughs> he looks yeah. Todd has fangs. We kill Todd. We... No. Yeah, that's, that's probably what, what Exactly, happened. dude. Turns into Lord of the Flies. As clouds cover the full moon, the campfire party breaks up. Everyone says goodnight. Lauren. Lauren Woods laughs as you call to her, as she calls to you. 
99, don't let the werewolves bite. Clever, clever, Lauren. Oh, good very job. clever. Yeah, you good popular job. popular kids are the greatest. Yeah, you're the most intelligent. Um, yeah. Did you ever see a werewolf, Sharky? One of the younger kids asks before he leaves. Ha! Laughs Sharky. My brothers and I saw plenty of werewolves tracks in the woods just before we came to this campfire. Isn't that right, Jess? Yes, the youngest Murphy brother says. We saw the wolf tracks when we were burying that nerdy kid's box. Burying oh, it! Oh, man. Ugh. So you think to yourself, they bury Todd's box. But where? You promised to get the box back for Todd. But should you go out alone tonight when the moon is full? Uh. If you decide to look for the box tonight, turn to page 13. If you decide to go back to the cabin, turn to page 71. All right. Well, let us know in the chat if we decide to look for the box or do we just go back to the cabin? Man. <laughs> Maybe uh, instead of changing into a werewolf, we change into a nice person. I'm sensing a plot. I know, right? I'm sensing a plot twist here. He-Man sword raised. Okay. I'm sensing a plot twist. Um, I don't want to ruin this, but I feel like Todd might be a werewolf. <laughs> Ah, okay. We're a little suspicious there. We need some suspicious music. I like that. That was good. Reveal. All right. We can, we'll, uh, let us know in the chat. Oh, look for the box. Okay. So Jesse says, look for the box. This is R.L. Stein. Like he, Jesse's a little upset with the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's choosing a dark path. Yes. Like, okay. Oh, whoops. The wrong one. So look for the box, page 13. And I don't know why they threw that Lauren girl in there. I, didn't I don't know. Maybe she comes up later, I guess. I, I'm not sure. Oh, look at this. So on page 13, they have a little X over the 13. So I'm guessing somebody uh, mark, mark that off. <laughs> yeah. Don't go here. Don't go here. That was a trick, too. Some people would write down little, like, notes for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And some of these, you're right. I usually just kind of pull down the corner or something like that. But, you know, everybody's different. All right. A promise is a promise. Now, all of a sudden, we have a conscience, Eddie. What happened? I know, right? Now, all yeah. of a sudden, we're, like, we're like going for it. We're nice yeah. now. Yeah, we're nice. Okay. A promise is a promise. You promised Todd you would get his box back tonight. You decide you have to go into the woods alone. It's no big deal, you think to yourself. I've been coming to Woods World forever. I've never seen werewolves here before. You follow the Murphys up a gravel path to the woods. You hope they will lead you to the box. The only problem is the Murphys are nowhere in sight. They have sprinted up the path in the darkness. You peer ahead but see nothing. A full moon is behind a cloud. Total darkness surrounds you like a thick blanket. The woods are silent tonight. Even the raccoons and the other night creatures seem to have gone to bed early or bed already. Nothing is out here. Nothing except me, you say to yourself. How, how, how? You whirl around. What made that horrible noise? You glance to your right and then to your left. Nothing. You continue along the path and the gravel crunches under your sneakers and then you see it. A light flickering up ahead. Turn to page 106. Holy cow. Go there from 13 to 106. Could it's it, the illusion. Could it, could it be <sighs> this? Yeah. 106. It is. All right. 106. Okay. A candle burns in a jar next to a large boulder on the side of the path. As you hurry closer, a breeze makes the flame flicker. There's a note taped to the large rock. You bend down and grab the note. Did someone leave this for you? You draw the candle close and squinting into the darkness to read the writing. Wax drips, then hardens on the side of the jar as you read the note aloud. The werewolves of Wood's world, they love to see red. So the box that was Todd's is now the box, their box instead. The werewolves of the woods world disappear at dawn. So you must find the box before this night is gone. 
werewolves? This must be a joke, you tell yourself, but you can't help gazing into the darkness, searching. You hold your breath and listen. Then you hear the crackling of twigs, footsteps. You're not alone after all. Someone or something is out there with you. Turn to page 133. All right. Like Jesse said, you hear a basketball slowly dribbling behind you. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Quickly, you duck down behind an old tree stump. You listen for the footsteps again. They're closer now. But in the darkness, you can't tell exactly where they are coming from. Your heart pounds like a jackhammer. Footsteps closer, closer, closer. Ah! You scream. Hand is on your shoulder. You're afraid to look. Hey, hey, what do you say? Todd's voice breaks through the scream. It's just me. I came out to find you. After all, it is my box, and I should help you find it. You can't believe this guy. He just scared you out of your wits, and he's still talking about that stupid box. You catch your breath and try to slow your heartbeat down to normal. Get a life, Todd, you snap at him. You shouldn't sneak up on me like that. I just want to help find the box, Todd whines. Look, I even brought a flashlight. You're glad it's Todd and not a werewolf. In fact, you're glad for any company on a night like this. Follow me, you say. Which way, Todd asks. 75. Oh, maybe he is a werewolf. I don't know. So we'll find out. Yeah. 75. We haven't made a choice yet. <laughs> no. That's just all story. I mean, we did. Well, we did, yeah. Yeah. It's basically a bigger jerk or less of a bigger jerk. Bigger jerk, <laughs> less of a jerk, look for box or or go back to cabin. Yeah. We've had this two way choices. You answer. Toward the two red lights. You lead the way through all through a wall of thorny bushes. There should be a path to the beach around here somewhere, you say. Youch. Todd cries. These stupid thorns are scratching me all up. Better watch out. You don't bleed too much. Better watch out. You don't bleed too much, you joke. You don't want those werewolves to catch the scent of fresh blood. Todd's knees tremble as the two of you push through the overgrown vines and shrubs. Are you sure this is the path, Todd asks. It's so dark out here. I can't see a thing. Before you can answer, you hear, how? This time, the terrifying noise is very close. Oh, no, Todd whines. What was that sound? You try not to sound too panicked. For Todd's sake, you flip on the flashlight switch. Darkness still surrounds you, and you hit the flashlight on your hand. Once, twice, still no light. Stupid batteries, you mumble. But even without light, you notice the ground under your feet changing from dry to slippery and very slimy. Where are you? Turn to page four. Interesting turn of events. Of course, a flashlight doesn't work. No. Going into that trope. If they had been more like the two-year-old adventure kids, they'd have a spare. Oh, yeah, definitely. They'd have a spare flashlight, yep. Oh, yeah. It's a cave. In all the summers I've been coming to the Woods World, you say to Todd, I never knew there was a cave here. Let's check it out. Then you hear a voice from somewhere deep in the cave, a voice calling your name. You think the voice sounds like Sharky Murphy, but you can't be sure. Hello, you answer. You start to move forward into the deep black cave. Todd tugs you back. Don't go in, he warns. Again, the voice from inside the cave calls your name. You feel pulled by the voice and pulled by Todd at the same time. What's what's it going to be? Go in or stay out? So let us know in the chat. Interesting. Do we go in the cave or do we stay out of the cave? That... Pretty, is the pretty question. straightforward choice. Yeah, at least we finally got to a choice. So at least uh, right. we can <laughs> see what's going to happen. So let us know. <laughs> Stupid portable electricity. I only have because of Todd. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll even yep. blame that on Todd. You're so quick to wham on the nerd until he's uh, he's helping save your life. Exactly. Oh, oh stay out of the stay cave. Stay out of that cave. That's page 37. 37 here we go all right all right you snap at todd because you're rude yes as he pulls you back from the mouth of the cave we won't go in the cave but do you want your box back or not of course i do he says still holding on to you but i think i'm allergic to caves i kind of i feel kind of strange 
Well, I feel kind of strange too, with you holding on to me all the time. You shake his hand off your arm and step back. Oops. Instantly, your feet sink into a thick, mucky goo that won't let you go. Quicksand! Oh, yeah! Yes. Now it's going to get interesting. <laughs> now, the worst of our 80s fears come to life. Yes. You're glued to the spot and sinking deeper and deeper. Hey, Todd, you cry. Get me out of this, will you? Todd says, you sob pretty loudly. Yeah, and pushes your head under the sand. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that'd be great. (laughs) But Todd isn't listening. He has his back turned. He is staring at a beam of light shining through a crack in the cave ceiling. Todd gazes up and shouts, I see the full moon. Never mind the full moon, Todd. You beg him, please pull me out of here. Todd does nothing. Because homeboy's going to turn into a gosh darn werewolf. It's coming. Pull me out. Pull me out of here. Todd does nothing. You quickly check and see that Todd isn't standing in quicksand, but he can't seem to move either. He stands motionless at the light of the full moon. Todd is in a trance. Oh, you're going to get killed by Todd. Turn to page 10. As you sink deeper into the quicksand, you see Todd being transformed by the moonlight. Yep. Your, Eddie nailed I it. I think I get ting-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. You, guys, you, guys, you got a money sound effect in there? You got some coins? Jackpot. I won. <laughs> <laughs> you choose coins. <laughs> anyway, his hair grows on his face and hands. His teeth lengthen into wolf-like fangs. With flashing red eyes, Todd turns towards you. He opens his mouth and lets out a blood-curdling, hungry, Oh! Todd, you shout. <laughs> you crybaby nerd! <laughs> yeah. Turn your face away from the moonlight. Don't look at the full moon. It's a werewolf moon. Don't let it get you. Todd rips your head off like a Campbell <laughs> soup can. Uh, I said, who's I'm crying kidding. now? Who's <laughs> crying now to your disembodied head? Uh, no. Um, you try one more time to pull your f- your feet free. This time, the quicksand's grip loosens. In one swift move, you leap from the hole you, uh, and throw yourself at Todd. The force of your body moves him out of the moon's light. You hold Todd down. The beam of moonlight slowly disappears as a cloud passes over the moon. As the light goes away, so do Todd's werewolf features. That's it, you exclaim. Now I understand what we have to do. We can murder the bullies with your wolf powers. Wolf powers, yes. <laughs> Turn to page 78. Oh, man. So you nailed it. That's awesome. Sharky was wrong when he said no one is safe here, you tell Todd. I know what we have to do. There is one way to keep ourselves safe. The werewolf moon has no power over us as long as we stay out of the light. Who's this we? He's we the werewolf, stuff. bro. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. All of a sudden, you're on Team Todd, huh? Now you want to be the werewolf's friend. Get out of here. Convenient. Yeah. You mean the light of the full moon is what started turning me into a werewolf? Todd asks curiously. Exactly, you reply. Like, we need to, like, wolf-splain to Todd here. Yeah, stop wolf-splaining. It's not wolf-splaining. Don't don't wolf-splain. Exactly, you reply. And if we stay out of the moonlight, we'll be safe from werewolves. Do you get it? A low growl answers. Todd, was that you, you whisper? Hurry, turn to page 22 before it's too late. Uh, A low growl. Jesse, the murders won't even make the news. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another low growl fills the cave. Todd looks as surprised and afraid as you are. No, Todd says in answer to your question. That wasn't me. Was it you? The growling sound is lower now, louder and closer. No, it wasn't me, you reply. The full moon's beam suddenly breaks through the crack in the cave ceiling. The cloud has paused, has passed by, and the moonlight is as clear and bright as a Hollywood spotlight. This time it is not shining on Todd's face. It shines on another face, and another. Two faces that are not quite human. Faces that are transforming before your very eyes into snarling, growling werewolves. Into wolves. Werewolves, to be more exact. What should you do? Is the moon just turning everybody into a werewolf, or is it just certain people? I'm confused. Your knowledge of the Goosebumps book, The Werewolf 
of Fever Swamp will help you decide what to do. We don't know anything about oh, this. Oh, so. we don't have that one. Okay. What type of bird did the werewolf of Fever Swamp rip apart? If you think it was a cardinal, go to page 57. If you think it was a heron, turn to page 68. Huh. Interesting. That's an interesting twist. So you have to have one yeah. of the other books to figure out what to do in this one. Oh, Dirty, man. rotten trick. Marketing you buy another genius. Book. <laughs> yeah. 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 So do we pick cardinal or heron? Yeah. Which bird do we want to dismember? <laughs> cardinal? Right. Or heron? Let us know in the chat. Cardinal or heron? I got a feeling it's just a wolf. It's just the moon turning kids. I think so. It's, now I'm wondering, like, how come there's all, all these wolves kids? running around? He goes, they, never pick a heron. When you have a okay. choice. Always pick. So don't cardinal pick a heron. all day. All right. So cardinal is page 57. Ah, you and Todd scream together when you spot the drooling werewolves. You start to run. You turn around to make sure Todd is keeping up with you. He's gone. And the werewolf that was right on your heels has gone too. You race toward the dark end of the tunnel. The air gets thinner. It's hard to breathe. Soon, you're lightheaded from the lack of oxygen. You feel as if you're floating. Is it true? Are you really floating? Turn to page 65. I like how we're suddenly concerned about Todd. No, no. Now we care. Yes, you are floating out of the cave. Into the darkness of the night, you look down and see the lake far below. Hello down there, you call to anyone who might be awake in the cabins of Woods World. No one hears you. No one sees you drifting, drifting away. As you drift high above Woods World, your body starts to shrink. Suddenly you feel very light, paper thin. That's what I am now, you say. It must have been from not having enough oxygen and breathing that bad cave air. You continue hmm. to shrink as you float toward the entrance of Woods World. You see the main building. You see the cars parked around it. You see the string of brightly colored paper lanterns lit up to welcome newcomers to Woods World. You seem to be floating closer and closer to the lanterns. You've only seen them from the ground. This is the first time you're looking at them from above. It's the closest you've ever been to paper lanterns. Oh my! You gasp when you notice the strangest thing you'll, you've seen all night. Strangest thing? You've, you're, you're floating. Well, well, I, don't, I don't understand what we're doing here. This book is off the rails. <laughs> all right. Go to page 90. Uh, it's a weird like, turn all of a sudden. Those figurines weren't pewter. They were lead. We got that lead poisoning, yeah. son. Yeah. We're dying. They're made of mushrooms or something. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> They're made all right. Of page 90. Heroin. 90. You're floating directly above the paper lanterns now. For the first time, you see that each lantern has a face. In fact, each lantern has a face of someone you have known in the past. Hanging on the line of the lanterns are all the people who used to come to Woods World. For reasons you never understood before, they just stopped coming in the summers. But now you know the truth. They didn't stop coming to Woods World. They never left. Ooh. Slowly, you drift up and over to an empty space on the string of colored paper lanterns. You hear a soft click. Suddenly, you can't move. Hey, you try to say to someone, anyone, but you're a paper lantern person now. You can't talk anymore, and neither can any of the other lantern people. Hope you like Woods World a lot. You'll be hanging around for a long time. In fact, your stay here may never come to an end. The end. Oh, uh, the pun there right at the end. Perfect for Jesse. Yeah. Did we <laughs> wait? So we were being chased by werewolves. Yeah. And then we turned into a lantern person. Yeah. That's this is really weird. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I feel like because if you look at the choose your own adventure books, they got really kind of like like uh, like other like extra worldly yeah. other like very like new agey like science cutting edge weird experimental thought kind of thing yeah kind of meta you know like yeah you know yeah. the whole like you know 2001 a space odyssey type thing you're a giant space baby you know it's like <laughs> yes and i feel like what 
they're trying to do is they're like, man, those some of those endings were weird. We should have weird endings too. Yes. You're a lantern person now. You're a lantern person. <laughs> we go from our our nerdy friends are werewolf to yeah, lantern person. I that has wow. nothing to do with werewolves. I know. It makes uh, no sense. Do do you think again? I, I I need an ending here. Come on, guys, give me an ending. I need guys, guys. Weird. I got a blank space over here. Well, yeah. Which one do I fill in? Paper lantern person. Paper lantern. Okay. I'm high as back. a kite. <laughs> I like your ending. I like. Oh, that's confusing. Well, that is just strange. It, I. It, so I don't I, get it. Did we become a shark? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Are we a shark? So, Are we a shark? <laughs> We're a paper lantern, but I'm not a shark. <laughs> Does that count? Man. That's fun, though. I mean, it's just bizarre. But uh, we'll, It was fun. It was a fun book, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll try it again next time. Yep. You know and what? Why not? Maybe we'll be a shark next time. Hey, you know what? I just don't know how we became a paper lantern. Did lantern. we just become a paper lantern? <laughs> so we need a, a book. You are a paper lantern. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh geez that was the most nutty thing i'm like well that's that is the strangest thing we've seen all night i I will say becoming a paper lantern in the hierarchy of weirdness beats seeing a werewolf i i think you're right not by much not by much so well uh we'll hope we'll do this two weeks we're gonna hopefully get back on schedule probably every thursday night or not thursday every Monday monday night Mondays, uh, but uh, just check out youchoosepodcast.com All the different ways you can get in touch with us: email, social Absolutely. medias, whatever. Yep, follow us on social media, please. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see from us. Uh, we got plenty of stickers. If anybody would like one, feel free to message us on any of those social medias. Uh, let us know, and we can, uh, you know, send you one. Why not? Yeah, yeah, and tell your friends. Check us out. We'd uh, sure would appreciate a, a like, share, whatever. Oh, here, Jesse. Cave allergies, quicksand, werewolves, and pewters, and then paper lanterns. I mean, there you go. According to our schedule, uh, uh, we should be uh, broadcasting the day after Christmas. So we have perfect oh, time to okay. do our Christmas special. So, And for later, this is episode 50. Oh. I forgot about go. that. I forgot to mention five that. Five zero. Look at that. We're just trucking along. The big five zero. So oh congratulations. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Time goes by quick, dude. I know. It doesn't take long to get up to 50, 50 episodes. You just keep trucking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just don't notice when you're turning into sharks, paper lanterns, quicksand. Sharks and lanterns. And Todd's rid- a werewolf now. Like, what's Riddled happening? by bullets, stabbed in the back. You know, I, I don't know. Just... What What about the pewter figures, though? I know. I wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if the next, uh, when you're going through this, maybe maybe there's we find you, them. I don't know. You are a pewter figure. There. Oh, instead of a paper lantern. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks everybody in the chat and thanks for listening later. We really appreciate it. And until next time, you choose the adventure. All right. See ya. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you took the time to hear what we have to say. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com for all the different ways you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And until next time, you choose the adventure.